following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Cool bullshit and energy! It's always rebels on top, baby! But we keep the format anyway! T.T. Schmook is a robot sex bot Stinky stinks so bad he smells We take turns choosing the games that we review Even Mario's Hotel! Come on, characters, nobody likes you! Let desire fuel your confidence! died for you <laughs> you better do good at this game because baby god died for you baby god did did you know that when he was a little baby in the in, 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 in the manger he <laughs> was crucified as a baby as well <laughs> welcome to we talk games this is our arcade weekly not to be confused with pick of the buck which uh, is going to happen the last friday of every month go to giantmediaball.com i hope anyway <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Go to uh, giantmediaball.com and you can see the entire schedule for everything that's happening that involves us or our friends. I think it's a good chance it's going to happen. I mean, 2011 has been pretty good for us. <laughs> How about that crash yesterday when it turned 2001, uh, 2000, the year 2000? <laughs> Fuck! Today, first of all, I am Wiggly on a Skype pipe is both Johnny Capcom and Kyle Von Kubik. May the gods guide you in your quest to save a princess. <laughs> a lot of God talk this, uh, yeah. this sermon. And good <laughs> and it's- fucking Sunday. <laughs> well, it, but we get shown on, we get shown. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> you know, I keep forgetting, if you want to join us live on Sunday nights on Stick Cam, <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be on the Angel Fire channel. Of course, Mr. Annalee in the booth. Mr. Arnley, I see that you have a new necklace on there. Well, don't go surfing. Today, we're going to talk about a Daddy East game, which is called... Gate of Doom. Here in my house, it's called Dark Seal. Dark Seal, mm-hmm. of course, and the sequel was Wizard Fire, and yeah. I'm sure we'll talk all about that there. Then there, I do have to say I've written down here, Gate of I Hate Game, because <laughs> I just wanted to make up for John's shit the ice, okay. <laughs> which although nailed it, it's a great name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Knock that one out of the well, park. I couldn't think of anything that named of Doom. Gate of Goom, uh, you know, gate of gloom. That's that's horrible. So, gate of shit. <laughs> gate of shit. <laughs> or dark shit. Uh, dark heel. No, see, none of it works. So, gate of I hate this game was the best. Thing. <laughs> hate of doom. Mm, see, it's just not. It doesn't compare to shit. 
when I saw this on the on the run sheet, I thought we were going to talk about Gate of Thunder, and I was very excited. But I guess that'll happen during a pick of the buck. <laughs> we got twelve games to review a year for pick of the buck. We're going to be pulling hair and punching teeth to try to get our game reviewed with only twelve per year. <laughs> I got to tell you, this yeah. style is completely unique to the Data East genre of games. I think. I can't think of another Daddy East title that was like this. And, you know, of course, in the future with the Wizard Fire. But yeah. up until this time, I can't think of this style of game. This was bizarre because it didn't feel like an arcade game. It was like, bizarre in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, you know, when you're playing like a, an arcade game, usually it's like, get him in, get him out. You know? Yeah. It's, you're usually rushed. I felt like I had all the time in the world when I was playing through as my credit. Like, there was no counter, nothing rushing me on. I had time to clear out a dungeon. Like, it was a proper dungeon crawler game, it felt. Gotcha. We talked about music last, last oh, episode. And I think the music is hot in this game. Providing, really? yeah, providing that you like harpsichord breaks fit perfectly into Japanese rock techno chip music. <laughs> right. I don't have to say anything now. <laughs> no, no, please. When I first started playing the game, the music grabbed me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to dig this music. I'm going to dig this game. And then as I progressed through the game, it started to fall apart for uh-huh. me. Uh, it- across the board. We'll get into more of that as we go. But for the music particularly, I was really digging the music until it didn't change at all. And then I, I, it kind of dropped off. You're right. In the beginning, I thought it gave it a real epic atmosphere. And it was very complimentary to what the graphics did with the giant dragons. And, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed that. I think that Data East, graphically, they outdid themselves for this game. I know that we have differing opinions about this title. But let's get into the making mechanics, and then we'll go for it. I thought that the levels were diverse compared to its contemporaries. And it really showed to me how repetitive Gauntlet or even home games like Dungeon Explorer for the TG-16. If I don't mention one TG-16 game in an episode, (laughs) or even Diablo, for every other device that had a game like this on Earth, the Gamecom being the best port, though. (laughs) No. Whoa, I was thinking of Duke Duke Nukem. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can you imagine Diablo on the Gamecom? Yes. It would. It would be a slideshow. It would be yes, like I a can. PowerPoint presentation. You would need your imagination to, <laughs> you know, like reading a fucking book or something. I can't imagine because I played Virtua Fighter. Wait, was it Virtua Fighter or was it the one that had all the characters? It was Fighter's Megamix. Was on That's it. Game yeah. So yeah. I played that. I played I play Duke Nukem. <laughs> you know, Lights Out works. Those it other does, titles, yeah. that's about it. The, the five uh, quid toy that you buy in the shop uh, actually has a light coming out of it instead of just black. <laughs> yeah. It's LCD instead of LED. You need to turn on the lights to play the game. It's such a rubbish, terrible machine. I was surprised like when it connected to the internet, it just automatically didn't start downloading malware. <laughs> 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 yeah, its ability to connect to the GameCom servers uh, lasted for like 10 days, I think. So let's, well, start, let's of course, trash. yeah, it's sad, but I needed one. You uh, two, don't be, you? I did, but I gave one to the Video Game Hall of Fame Museum. That's right. Uh, to our buddies there. 
it was complete. It was brand new. And I gave him a couple brand new games as well. So let's start with uh, the making mechanics. So we, of course, we have to start in the gauntlet, 1985, four player by Atari. Now this used swarms. And I'm going to mention swarms because Gates of Doom does not have your swarms. Everybody knows what I mean by that, right? The swarm, yeah. Yeah, because in these type of gauntlets, you just have enemies waiting on the other side of the walls to completely destroy you. Gauntlet 2 came out in 1986 by Atari, of course, Swarms. Gauntlet, the third encounter, came out for the Atari Lynx in 1989. And this was a four-player that you could do your chain link cable. But people shit on this version of Gauntlet because along with your wizards and your Valkyries, you could also have Gunfighter... Pirate, mm. nerd, what? And android. <laughs> I hate that when, like, I watched like a movie and it's set in a certain period, like you know, and right. All of a sudden, someone who hasn't normally has a sword. They break out a gun. Yeah. I don't. Why don't you go to the fucking disco while you're at it, or fly <laughs> into the moon? You know, stop breaking the immersion. Yeah. That's a sword game, sword, a sword game. That's a swarm game as well. Gauntlet Legends came out in 1989 by Atari. We're still not at Gate of Doom. Dungeon Explorer for the TG-16 was 1989 by Hudson. You can use the multi-tap. And let's not forget, the TurboGrafx-16, the PC Engine, had a five-port multi-tap. So your games were <laughs> one player better than any <laughs> other <laughs> system. The only problem is they never had more than five people buy a TurboGrafx. <laughs> <laughs> This is untrue because when they dropped to $100, I bought a lot of systems for my friends and especially my favorite cousin, Kimberly. She went home. She lives in New York. She, and she was uh, maybe eight. She went home and she played Bonk for like hours and hours and hours. And this was at a time that it came with like five games you had to send away for. And then a year later, you got them. Uh, one of them being that horrible fish game. Oh, God, I wish I could remember the name of that. Was that a piece of shit? Anyway, five players. And this is a swarm game as well. Now, I bring up Kadash by Taito in 1989. This is a side scroller, but the characters, the enemies, and the attack weapons are reminiscent of that. And you could even go as far as saying like the chains in Castlevania, his whip type of thing. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, not much. And 1989 Atari Escape from the Planet of the Robot Monsters, I think, is the most like this title. That's a good pull. Then we had Gate of Doom in 1990 by Data East that we're going to talk about. I have to mention <laughs> Gauntlet 3, although it already came out as Gauntlet the Third Encounter by uh, Atari, Tengen purchased oh. the rights to this. <laughs> and you had Gauntlet <laughs> 3, the final quest, the finally this is over. We're going to see the ending of the Gauntlet series. Final quest, three floppies or the 128K cassette for the Amiga and a C64 and such. Then two years after Gauntlet's final quest, we got Gauntlet 4 in 1993 on a Genesis by Tegan. That was four players. And then Dungeons and Dragons Tower of Doom by Capcom in 1993. Mm -hmm. Diablo came out in 1996 by Blizzard. Then seven years after the final Gauntlet quest, in 1998, we had Gauntlet Legends. In 2000, we had Gauntlet, a Dark Legacy. Uh, dark... Gauntlet, Gauntlet, A Dark Legacy. 2005, we had Gauntlet Sorrows. And then in 2014, nearly 30 years after the first Gauntlet, we got Gauntlet by Arrowhead. 
for Warner Brothers PC and Steam. They didn't even bother to change the fucking name, and it is a bit different of a game. Gauntlet. So th- this is an intervention for Gauntlet. Please stop. Yeah. Is that what Please. we're talking about today, Gauntlet? No. No. <laughs> And I also think that Princess Clara P- uh, Purikuru Dayakusen. Daisuke Sakamoto. Daisuke Sakamoto, 1996 Atlas, I think was also sort of in the same style of this game. Now, Lizzie, really Lizzie, gonna, you forgot about something. What I did. In 1991, after this game came out, Nichibutsu released Door of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Featured Pokemon and a smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) This building across the street from me had an alarm the other day, and I really wanted to record it and make like a a Instagram video of it because it goes whoop whoop. Warning: Intruder detected. Leave immediately. (laughs) Whoop whoop. Warning. And I was going to say. Yes, officer, I did see an intruder. He was very thin, wearing colorful clothing, and being chased by a giant smiley face. But uh, I blew that joke. I'm blowing into it. So you guys take it away on this. All right, it's a horizontal, isometric dungeon crawler. Uh, there's four players to choose from. John, what player did you play the most of? Uh, the knight. Okay, I am the knight. Yes. <laughs> a lot well, of voice. Being a lot of voice. His weapon is the best. Hmm. I thought that at first, too, but then I ended up playing the wizard more because she had a little bit longer of a range, I guess. So there's a wizard, there's a knight, there's a ninja, and then there's the bard. Each one has uh, different attributes, as you'd expect. The knight has a mace, similar to, as we, we just mentioned, Castlevania's whip. The bard has this pitchfork that he, he stabs things with, has a little bit of a reach, and he's pretty quick at it. He also a liar. and he can't be poisoned the ninja very quick and throws shurikens and then as i said the wizard she has a longer range like fire attack which was cool can i give a spoiler alert here please did you ever want to turn yourself into a bunch of rats and fight a mushroom Yes. (laughs) well here's your chance and i thought the knight turning himself into a giant wrecking ball was just fucking awesome and the fact that he shouts excalibur to transform harkens to the 1960s hercules cartoon where hercules would take a did you know hercules wore a ring with an h on it it's one of the most expensive fucking toys to get and all it is a plastic ring that opens up but he would he would wear this plastic ring it had an h on it inside was a power pill he'd take that power pill and he'd transform into hercules and he would shout Olympia! Which, of course, goes into 1998's Incredible Hulk Returns TV special, where the teenage Donald Blake shouts, Odin! into a carpenter's mallet, and then he transforms into Thor. Wow. (laughs) Okay, that's it for me. (laughs) Baby God died for you. Go ahead. Well, on either side of the screen, whether you're the first player or the second player, there's a meter, and as you defeat enemies, this meter feels up. It feels uh, up? It it feel, feel you up, feel up the meter. Okay, you fill it up. Okay. Yeah, as you defeat enemies, the meter fills up. Yeah. And at the top of the meter is a book that's, uh, I guess, a book of spells. And it's flipping through different spells. And once your meter is filled, you hit the secondary button. And whatever spell is in that book, you get transformed into. And you can get transformed <laughs> into rats, a pig, a storm cloud, a tornado. There's, another there's a bunch favorite, of different things. Another favorite one of mine is... The walking treasure chest. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, you can transform yourself into a treasure chest that shuffles back and forth on its corners and spits out gold that your other players can pick up. But you're a fucking teeter-tottering treasure chest. Now, I saw the rats on the page, but I never turned into the rat, but I did turn into a pig. Okay. So many times, and it was so <laughs> aggravating. But Medusa I, head was pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, and you're just a head, and you're giant. Yeah. The, the bizarreness of this game, I think, for me at least, overshadowed what is possibly wrong about this title. That's the biggest draw for this game is that ability in there, because other than that, there is no charge attack or secondary attack. I guess I'll talk about some of the points that I didn't like about this game. I was really amped about this game. I picked this game for this week. Mm -hmm. First of all, I thought Wiggly would totally dig this game because when I was looking at screenshots of it, I saw that they had uh, character sheets and it was talking about blood type mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, their their sign, their astrological <laughs> sign and I, stuff. I didn't write it down. The, oh, they're all represented there and it's, it's very funny. The isometric viewpoint I like, but I found that and may, it could have been my control scheme with a four-way joystick, which is what the game was built as, for that isometric view, attacking things on an angle, it was poor hit detection. I was mm -hmm. aimed at the guy. I'm shooting my magic at him, or I'm whipping my mace at him. Why am I not hitting him? I found yeah, that to ha happen a lot while I was playing That's why I game. picked the knife, because if he, his weapon had spin tree 60. Yeah, right. No, no matter where you're standing, you're going to hit someone. For me, that's kind of making up for something that it should have been built a little better in the game. The other thing I did not like about it is, well, I did like the fact that when you're going through the dungeon and you're finding treasure chests and you're finding items, you know, you find the boots, makes your character a little faster. You find that tunic, makes your character have more defense. Your regular attack is a little bit stronger with some of the other items. I believe it's a gauntlet. That's awesome. The problem with it is upon death, you lose all those power-ups. John mm -hmm. made a great point earlier. Take your time. Because what I was originally doing was just trying to rush through the dungeon, and I find that that leads to more deaths. If you're slower in your pace with the movement, you actually have a better control of what's coming at you, and you can mitigate it relatively easily. It, towards the later levels, it kind of gets a little cheap. But I did not like the loss of the power-ups upon death. The other thing that really annoyed me was the, um, the one thing about this game that made it kind of unique, aside of being a unique genre for Data East, was the ability to transform into these elementals. That was taken away from you upon boss battles. Yeah. You know, that's a big knock against this game. The the thing that made the game interesting is now being taken away during <laughs> a boss battle. And now I don't have any other thing to attack the boss with other than my standard attack. And I'm going to die in this boss battle. So I'm going to lose these items. And now I'm back to the weakest possible attack. Mm -hmm. to I just felt like the game didn't feel like it was complete and it felt too cheap for me. No, when I was using the knife, I didn't have any problem with the bosses. I, I was just like, right, I just need to get in the right spot and then I can just swing my 360 maze at them. Mm -hmm. I found that the works. game a little plodding. I felt it moved slowly. Even though if you're trying to rush through the game, I, I tried to rush and I thought I was stepping in molasses a little bit. But the dragons, the end bosses, just their hugeness. Although they didn't have a lot of animation, their death animation was beautifully drawn. Yeah. Uh, although very, almost like still pictures. And I also think that they worked the story in there perfectly because their cutscenes were just very quick and they made sense. 
although they might not have made written sense, language <laughs> sense, but I mean, they progressed the story without burdening the story. Right. Yeah. They came in at the right times and they left in a quick manner. I thought that that was nice for the game. Now, Kyle, you played uh, the sequel, The Wizard Fire. Yeah, I played Wizard Fire, which is uh, it was it was put out in 1992, two years later. And I feel like this was a better culmination of the ideas mm-hmm. put into the game. Graphically, it's a little better, obviously, because two years later, the, the music I, I thought was much better. But the hit detection still had that, you know, I guess three quarter view or isometric view. But I felt like I had better control of the character and navigating through the stages. And the stages had more diversity, more effects. You, you had um, sleet and rain and snow, and there was a little bit of parallax happening. There were more characters to choose from. But a lot of the positives from the game that came two years earlier were in there. Like, there's a lot of voice sampling. There's the story that's in there, which is, um, you know, like you said, easy to follow. And it's also uh, nice to see the cutscenes because there, although there is limited animation, all the dialogue is voiced. And it's more talk about Lucifer coming back and, you know, the evil armies of darkness and coming through the gate of doom or the, the dark seal. Um, I thought there's not much more to talk about with Wizardfire. It is essentially just a better version of Gate of Doom. And of the two, I, I think I'm going to go back and play a little bit more of Wizard Fire than I would ever go back to Gate of Doom because of the the hindrances that I talked about. So, John, if you liked Gate of Doom, I really think you're going to enjoy Wizard Fire, particularly because the knight character has that mace attack again. But the difference is now, if you wait, he charges up mm. the spiked ball at the end, and it actually gets bigger, and it has more damage. And the other thing that's nice is, again, you collect these power-ups, the tunic, the boots, the gauntlet. When your character dies, those items fall off of him. So when you start again, you can collect those back up. And if you want to swap out and say, okay, I'm I'm done playing the knight. I want to play the dwarf because that's a character in there. Or the elf, that's another new character. They got rid of the racist ninja. Um, You can drop back in and pick up those items. And now you're you're back where you were. So you didn't feel like you got kicked in the balls when you died and you had to start at level one again. No nerd. No nerd or gunslinger in this one. Gunslinger. When you see that cowboy, I mean, it's just crazy. And he's usually the first one you see when you're flipping through your um, characters for that Lynx game. The thing with this game is, like, I actually, I did enjoy it because I I love a good dungeon crawler. Or a bad dungeon crawler as well. (laughs) It was kind of fun and slow. It was slow paced, but I don't mind that. And uh, I'll always love that kind of D&D dungeon crawl thing. Yeah, you know, I don't need to have it with me every day, but every now and then I like to check back into that kind of world. You know, sure. I thought you know one of these Christian advocacy groups from the seventies was going to kick in my door while I was playing this game. <laughs> oh, that was the, that's one thing we do need to address is the opening credits. It's just, it's just they're going like basically what happened is hell opened up because people had bad thoughts. <laughs> you know, a lot of talk of gods, a lot of talk of Lucifer. Yeah, people were touching themselves, basically, is what was going on. (laughs) It it is a predominant part of this game, and I think that's what cracks me up the most. That's why I want to start a new level. I want to see what they're going to say next. Although the game pacing is uh, slow, which I don't disagree with. I was just saying when I was playing the game, I was trying to rush through it, and Mm -hmm. I was getting... Damn, you know, I was being penalized by the game for that. Although the game is very slow in its pacing, it's... 
relatively short. I think you could complete the game within the 30 minutes to 40 minutes. It's not a huge investment. I think the game's worth a look, at least through one playthrough. That way, when you do jump over to Wizard Fire, you can really appreciate it mm-hmm. and see the roots of where it came from. Right on. And now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Scootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Our next week's clue is gonna kick off Pac-Month! Waka 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 waka! I love that! The my favorite part of Pac-Month isn't even the Pac games, it's hearing Kyle going waka. I'm going to try to hack my ROMs so that when <laughs> so that when I win a level, it does that waka. So I'm going to start with my clues, okay? Uh-huh. My clue is, I love aliens, even boy aliens, no homo. <laughs> my clue is, are you Fujiyama, leader of the Shikatana gang? <laughs> this is pack month. <laughs> Our clues are for back month. Kyle? My clue is we haven't talked about a game from the University of Tokyo since ever. (laughs) Back month. Waka, 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 waka. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed our gate of I hate this game. (laughs) And uh, we'll talk to you next week on Arcade Weekly. It's a weekly show. I thought it was monthly. Bye. May the gods guide you in your quest to save the I am a ninja! some of these praise reports that are coming in and as you know yesterday the gifts of the spirit just came into operation hallelujah just came into operation and miracles just started happening just like snapping your fingers across america here's a watcher called in was uh, vowed had been smoking healed in bursitis in the right arm and god's blessing their business here's another person just received a miracle refrigerator someone said came in the po- came in the mail no i don't think it came in the mail my sword of a god is restoring your stomach and your digestive system my son da da there's also a person watching you're not going to have diarrhea any longer you are not going to have diarrhea any longer in the name of jesus i know that's a strange word but that it just came out of my spirit hey all right now fellows well what's cooler than being cool i I can't hear you i said what's cooler than being cool ice cold all right all right all right all right all right all right okay now ladies yes now we are going to break this thing down in just a few seconds now don't have me break this thing down for nothing here we go Shake it, 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 shake it
Sound that about soul. 